the machinery and organization of a lodge. My friend, the lodge to which you have applied for admission is one of the working units, not only of the Grand Lodge of North Carolina, but of masonry as a worldwide institution. At this time, it is not appropriate to give you a complete insight into lodge organization. However, there are some particular things that you should know about it. Even though we are a part of a world society, it is nevertheless to be understood by a beginner that each lodge is a separate unit and has its own character, officers, and bylaws. In North Carolina, a lodge is an organization of 20 or more master masons empowered by the Grand Lodge to confer Masonic degrees and to perform other Masonic work. The charter is issued to a lodge only by the Grand Lodge. This charter can be retained only so long as a lodge obeys the laws of the Grand Lodge and works according to the traditions, ancient usages, and customs of the Masonic fraternity. The lodge is governed by the Grand Lodge Book of Constitutions, called the Code. The lodges in North Carolina have ten officers, five of them elected, namely the Worshipful Master, the Senior Warden, the Junior Warden, the Secretary, and the Treasurer. The Worshipful Master appoints all the other officers and names the members of all committees unless otherwise provided in the Code. The Worshipful Master is also the presiding officer of the Lodge. But in the absence of the Master, the Senior Warden, who is the second-ranking officer, provides in his stead. The Junior Warden, next in rank, presides in case neither the Worshipful Master nor the Senior Warden is present. The Secretary of the Lodge keeps the minutes and receives all monies due the Lodge. The treasurer receives lodge money from the secretary, keeps an accurate account of it, and pays it out by order of the master and the consent of the lodge. The tiler guards the outer door of the lodge to see that no one enters or leaves the lodge except those entitled to do so. The meetings of the lodge are called communications. There are two kinds, stated and emergent. Stated communications are held at regular intervals on the day and at the hour set in the bylaws and include all business requiring action or approval of the members. Emergent communications are called by the worshipful master for conferring degrees or handling manners not reserved to a stated communication. A lodge can make masons only of elected petitioners who have lived six months within the state immediately preceding the date of the petition. There are certain exceptions to this rule of which you will learn later. The lodge receives a petition only at a stated communication, and it is referred to an investigation committee of three members who return a report in writing. The lodge must then ballot upon the petition at a stated communication. No ballot can be taken within one month of the date the petition was received and read in the lodge. The petitioner must receive a unanimously favorable ballot 
to be elected to receive the three degrees, which are entitled Entered Apprentice, Fellowcraft, and Master Mason. In order to complete the petition, a candidate must pay an initiation fee, which is fixed by the Lodge bylaws. All members must pay the annual dues named in the bylaws. They are payable in advance on January 1st each year. A Lodge cannot levy an assessment on its members for any purpose, but it may increase its annual dues by changing its bylaws. There are regulations for the conduct of the business of the Lodge. These govern the conduct of the members when assembled. This will be explained to you after you become a Master Mason. This is a brief idea of Lodge organization. Yet, before concluding this subject, you should be given some idea of the office of the Worshipful Master. This term may sound strange to you, but you will learn, as you progress, that it is quite accurate. Worshipful means worthy of honor and indicates that the Master is entitled to the honor and respect of every member of the Lodge. He is in fact, the master, and as such, he has very broad powers. He has the power and authority to convene his lodge for stated or emergent communications, to see that the duties of the officers and committees of the lodge are faithfully performed, to discharge the executive functions of the lodge, to remove any appointed officer or any member of a committee for cause. The master in, is indeed the master of his lodge, its chief executive, its head, vested with great authority, entrusted with great powers. But there should be no arbitrary use of such powers and authority since they are defined and regulated by law and ancient custom. He is a person charged with high duty and must exemplify the Masonic ideal. Because of his authority, duties, and character, we are indeed mindful of his worth.